Okay, um, welcome to the District Magazine issue four and Bulmer's Forbidden Fruit Festival launch. Um, thank you everyone for coming out, especially my friends who are home to vote tomorrow. Um, as I hope you'll all be who turned up to surprise me, so that is amazing. So my name is Hannah O'Connell, I'm the deputy editor of District Magazine. I suppose for the purpose of this panel, I'm also the digital and social media manager at Spin1038 and I have a show there on Sunday nights called Urban Hits. So this podcast is titled The New Pop Underground, and when Eric told me about that, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And that was two days ago, so it was a little bit stressful. Um, so we're here to chat about pop music, which isn't really something that we do with District, or it wasn't until recently. We had Dua Lipa on one of our covers for March. We also have Mabel feature on our cover for January, both interviews by Tara Stewart, who we're about to speak to. Um, and that was kind of different for us to be interviewing people that are predominantly in the charts. Um, Hip-hop has always been in the charts. We're not going to try and claim that that isn't the case. Uh, when I was a young teenager, so I left primary school in 2003, so I thought I'd go back and look at the Billboard Top 100 for 2003. This is who was in it. Nelly, Sean Paul, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Nate Dogg, J-Lo featuring LL Cool J and Lil' Kim, all in the top 100 for that year. So hip-hop has always been something that's been in the charts. We're not claiming that popularity is a new phenomenon, but there does seem to be a shift um, towards more credible music or towards unsigned hip-hop rap and R&B artists like Georgia Smith, who was on Drake's More Life and Kendrick's Black Panther, two of the biggest releases in the last two years. She's unsigned. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So how music that we would have usually covered with District is now in the top 10. And I think that's really interesting. So to talk to me about that, we have three really, really cool people. So Erica Cody, who you may have seen perform earlier on. She's an R&B queen. Incredibly talented artist that we're so lucky to have here today and on the back cover of the new District, which you can check out over there for a tenor. Um, <laughs> She's on the cusp of blowing up, I feel anyway, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone else does, and the people who booked her for Forbidden Fruit and Longitude. So I think it's really great that we have her here, and she's performing at quarter past ten tonight, if you missed that earlier on. So, Erica Cody. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is my first panel. <laughs> it's my first panel, too, and it's really weird. I'm scary. It's a head's a so girl. <laughs> Just don't look at them. Um, Tara Stewart is a District Magazine contributor. You can read her pieces with Mo and Shamir in the new District. Have we mentioned there's a new one? She presents on RT2FM and has a col column with You Magazine and takes some of the best photos that have ever been posted to Instagram, I think it's fair to say. So Tara Stewart. And Better De Silva, someone I just made friends with and met today. He is a radio presenter with RTE Pulse. His show Urban Fridays is on Friday mornings, 9 a.m. to 12, and features interviews with exciting up-and-coming Irish artists like Marcus Woods, who was here and played earlier, and Salavi Demai. So really exciting to have him here as well. So thank you, guys. It is scary and weird and something we haven't done before, so I really appreciate you doing this. So let's get into it. Better, can you tell us a little bit about the sound coming out of Ireland at the moment? and why you think Irish urban music is really having a moment. I really like the sound that's coming out right now. Compared to where we were five years ago, it was a little different. In regards to the urban scene, it is getting stronger. I feel like it should be, it should, it, it should be in a better place than where it is now. I feel like when we have support around us, I think we'll be able to forward the culture. I don't think there's enough of it right now. There is, but there isn't enough. Um, 
I personally being very strongly um, attached to the urban scene and, and hip-hop and loving rap and all that good stuff, I'm very passionate about that. So I feel like if there's someone that's out there who can oh, maybe push the culture or you know, say something, put on your story, you know, support your artist, your local artist, or if your friend is rapping, singing, producing, beat-making, all that good stuff, pick them up, you know what I mean? It's just a lot of times I'm always disappointed when somebody puts out really good content, really great songs, and it's not where it's supposed to be. So for me, a big thing is support, uh, which I feel like there isn't enough, but I think once we keep on doing that and supporting our own music, I think the Irish urban scene, or music scene in general, I think it's going to be somewhere really, really great guy. I'm actually going to put that question to all of you because, Tara, you are on air, you play Irish music, and Erica, you are an Irish artist, so what do you guys think about where the sound is at the moment? Um, I have to agree, and in terms of coming from... To FM, where um, where I work, we are big supporters of Irish music there. So there's a, a Two FM Rising thing that has such a diverse um, array of artists that are in there. Compared to say like four years ago, it was all quite um, rock band and indie, and maybe a little bit of singer songwriter in there as well. Which I'm not dissing at all. It's amazing, but it's great to see that there's more diversity in it um, these days. When you see like there's even a grime act in there, and um, then and there's R&B and then on top of that, there's the songwriter stuff as well. Like, but like what you said there, a big thing is support. And I, I actually saw a tweet by someone, I can't remember who it was, but it was kind of, it was last week. And it really, really annoyed me because like what I love about the Irish scene is a lot of people are really spoiled of each other. I'm sure there's like, you know, bitchiness here and there. Sorry if I can't swear. Um, <laughs> you have to go and edit that one okay. now. Um, <laughs> But um, I'm sure there is bitchiness in, in terms of all industries and in the Irish industry here, but that's in everything, you know, whether you're doing music, radio, whatever, an office job. But someone tweeted the other day saying there's no Irish music scene and there's someone that are in music. You probably know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to, you know, bitch. Um, <laughs> but I'll dish later. <laughs> Give me a few more ciders. And <laughs> uh, no, but I saw that and it really, really, really angered me when I saw that because I was like, I feel like that person's being bitter. And at the same time, not opening their eyes to what is actually going on in music right now. I'm not saying that, oh my God, there's this new wave of people making music that's been going on in Ireland for a really long time. But there's um, a nice young wave of people coming in with fresh new sounds and the sound of what's happening in the world right now, which I think is really relevant. Erica, give us your talk. Totally. Well, I totally agree with Bev anyway when it comes to when you feel like your music is shouldn't really be getting the attention that it should like especially when you're starting out as an independent artist in like a whole new scene like I'm going back like a couple of years now from when I used to just put like random like little covers up and it was great for the urban scene urban scene like back then because that's what people liked people liked R&B music not everybody was listening to R&B music necessarily but like having the likes of 2FM like Playing or like playing R and B music all the time, like even having my own stuff on there, it's it it becomes worth it in the end. But it's nice having that support as an artist, especially for this new sound that you're trying to bring to kind of kind of shift focus, I suppose. Because nowadays, I feel like pop has like hip hop has kind of essentially become the new pop, like with the likes of Migos and Cardi B and all that kind of stuff too. So, if I think that's why there is such an eye on. Even though it's been around for a long time, I think that's why there is such an eye on it at the moment, just because that's kind of what's hot now. But it's just keeping it the longevity and not just about hype. 
I think is really important. Kind of leads me on to my second question. So Erica, when I think about you, I have you in my head in the same bracket as like Soleil and Bonsai, who's now Kosha, for anyone that didn't get that update today, and Jafaris. And do you feel that it's important for artists to come up together to create a kind of a stir and to kind of build a movement? Oh, totally. But like, that's what anything, like you need to have, like you, it's like the same way. I'm sure like photographers support them, everybody in, in their little circle too, as well as like singer songwriters, like don't want me on it, but like possibly. Um, but no, I think it's really important, especially when you're on the, like coming up, having people who are at like the same stage that you are. Cause it's hard. Like it's not easy being an independent musician and like funding everything yourself, trying to find management. Like it's tough, but all those things kind of come when you're not looking for them. But I think having that extra bit of support from people who you, who you can relate to and know what you're going through is really important. So it's really nice getting to see like all those, like Soleil and Jafaris who are like really good friends of mine and Bonsai like doing like extremely well now. And it's really, it's really refreshing to like see that Ireland has like an eye on it at the moment and that it's on the come up. So it's nice to be a part of it. So Tara, you've interviewed um, some of the most famous people we've ever featured in District Magazine. Um, two we mentioned earlier, Mabel and Dua Lipa. So for me, those artists along with like the likes of Charlie XCX, Ray, Stefflon John, Jay Huss, Rams, they're like the perfect middle ground between an underground sound and pop music at the moment. Like I hear them every single day on spin, like that's chart music. But then we cover them on In Districts is what we call an alternative culture magazine. Um, why do you think this crossover has happened now? Well, I'm not going to lie. I did have to convince Erica a good bit on letting me interview Julie Lipa because I'm just a massive fangirl. And I was like, I just really want to talk to her. Uh, just see, you know, she's as sound as she seems she is. And she is. She's really nice. Um, but um, I think a big... I know this sounds a little bit random, but, and I could be wrong here, but I believe that fashion is a really, really big aspect of why they're considered to be that little bit alternative in terms of, you know, being in pop, make, making that kind of music. Uh, Mabel, for example, she was making a bit more like indie R&B music a few years ago. She was doing really, really artistic kind of stuff. Now she's gone more into um, that dance hall stuff because she said herself she wants to channel more of like her roots and everything with that, which obviously like um, that kind of music, Afrobeat, is really, really big in pop music right now as well. Um, but I think fashion is a big thing. The reason why I say this is because their style is so distinctive literally with what they're wearing like they Dua Lipa especially is really making waves in terms of fashion and I think that's why we even Charlie XCX she's got really distinctive style wears mad shit and sorry again <laughs> I'm literally a radio presenter and I'm here I'm allowed to like yeah, just wearing my head off um, <laughs> I've never sworn on radio for some reason but today I'm doing this um but I think that is a big reason as to why we look at them a little being being a bit left of field. I saw um, Taylor Swift in Phoenix um, a couple weeks ago and Charlie XCX was supporting her actually. And then Camila Cabello was also supporting. And even in looking in terms of the way they look, Charlie XCX was the most interesting to me because she was wearing an, an amazing outfit. It was this really oversized pink PVC suit. And you'd never see someone like Taylor Swift wearing something like that. You know, you'd be like, whoa, that's mad. She'd do it for like ID magazine, for like a weird feature. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's why. And then also in terms of Dua Lipa, I think her collaborations is a big part of why we look at her as being a little bit left of field and alternative as well. And they're not making yeah. that cookie cutter pop music. It is different pop music, you know. Just from working in radio and listening to chart music every day, collabs are something that are 
quite hot at the minute. Like, it seems like someone can't put out a track without doing a collab. And if they do put out a track, there's a collab, like, two weeks later. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's the thing like, to do. Like, today, well, last week, sorry, it was, like, J-Lo, Caddy B and DJ Khaled, which is crazy. Like, that is a mental collab. You would not have expected that. I don't think Cardi B would have expected that maybe five, six months ago. Um, and then there was another really random one. Oh, even Mark Ronson and Diplo released a song today together. And it's real, like, um, like it's kind of a housey kind of track. And I think it's amazing. And that's another thing. I think house music is is kind of coming back into pop music as well when you look at Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa making that track together, yeah. One Kiss. So... Yeah. Um, so, Beda, this is one for you. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on the sound emerging from the UK at the moment. That that whole sound that we were just talking about there, the dancehall stuff. Do you think we're being influenced by that over here? And can you feel a sound specific to Irish culture and Irish artists beginning to emerge with the people that you talk about feature on your show? Uh, I do see a lot of influences. Um, but even before music, like, say some of myself, the way I talk, the way the slang, the way I dress, that all comes from UK. Um, you would think it'd be American, but it's you know it's more UK based. And then when you hear the music, a lot of people are like inspired by say what Kojo Fons is doing, what Jay Huss is doing, what Lady Lachere is doing. And then they see these people and be like, oh, I can make music like this. And I've interviewed a few people who are really putting Afro beats into the music, and it's it's really prevalent here, but it's like a big thing over in the UK. So once they see them doing that over there, it's like, you know, we can do it because since we're like basically it's neighbors. It's a bit more relatable you know than I mean? the US. Yeah. So since it's relatable and things like that, they're going to not copy, but kind of do similar things with the music. And it's very interesting because there's some artists that can pull it off and there's some that are, I don't want to call them out for it, but they're blatantly copying. And it's it's kind of sad to see because us... Who? Go on, tell us nah, who. I'm finna say, I'm finna, nah, 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 you nah. tell us about the tweet first. Nah, 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 I ain't gonna say no, I ain't gonna say no, no, that's, that'll be a bad person. Nah, 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 but there's a lot of people who are really putting that Afrobeat um, stuff into their music. And I like it, but sometimes it's kind of upsetting because I feel like we should be making our own thing. We should have our own voice. Because, you know, you, you, the US has their sound, the UK has their sound. But it's kind of like, where's, where's Ireland? And let's talk about the Irish sound for a second. Maybe, Erica, you can jump in here. Like, do we hear an Irish sound beginning to emerge? Like, the US is where hip-hop started. The UK has grime. Do you want to give us your thoughts? That's a tough one. Like, I don't know if you could say, like, oh, this is an Irish sound. Like, there's different scenes in the music scene, if, whether it's indie or if it's R&B, hip-hop, whatever you want to call it. Um... But, like, I find with me, I try and pay homage to my roots and kind of have... I think every individual, like, as a musician, they're all totally different. They all have their own little story and they all have their own little sounds they want to come through in their music. Like, so, like, she talks about being, like, an electronic artist with, like, different kind of tips, like little R&B tips and this, that and the other. But, like, with me, I find, because I was so heavily influenced and, like, constantly just listened to, like, my my parents, like, my dad's from the States and my mom's Irish, so the two, where they met in the middle was R&B and hip-hop and, like, all that good stuff from the 90s, whether it was from Boys to Men, Blackstreet, TLC, and that's just stuff that always sat with me. And I was like, well, if I'm going to express myself through music, I need to, I feel like, me personally, I want to pay homage and respect to what I grew up listening to, whether it's, like, putting in a synth line or, like, having those crazy, like, like kind of new jack swing drum beats like bell biv devote i'm just going on like a rant here but because i love it so much do you know what i mean so every artist is different when it comes to like their sound so i think it's hard to just like put 
a name on just like I don't think an we're there Irish just sound. Yet. Yeah, we're not there I think just it's going to come, but not it's yet. it's coming. Like I think everyone's still kind of like finding themselves and really like trying to hone in on their craft and you know, which is you, you have to do it in order for people to like perceive your music well and stuff. So yeah. I think that's the main part is like really honing into you and your brand, what you're about. As Tara was saying with fashion fashion ties in hugely with music now like cause some people will be looking at an artist or a piece of clothing they'll be like oh that's very Lil Kim or that's mm -hmm. very like Charlie XCX do you know what I mean so it's it's an all-round thing now it's not just like about signing a 360 deal and like having stylists and everything come in and just tell you you are this and you are that labels and stuff want to have those artists that already have themselves established and know what they're about so it just makes the job like 10 times easier I suppose on their half but what Irish artists, I feel like we're, we're slowly but surely getting there and I think time is on our side. Yeah, maybe it's just from being in the bubble of District Magazine, but I really feel like the last year, year and a half has been massive in terms of people just coming out of the woodwork with ridiculous EPs and albums and I just feel like we're g getting to a really good place. And that um, helps having something like District, obviously, as well, for a platform for people. I have yeah. to say, like, the, a lot of... There's like, you know, other publications that wouldn't um, give voices to lots of those artists in Ireland. So it's great for District to be there for that. Tara, from a radio perspective, this new sound in the UK has been represented quite strongly in the charts. Um, we're not really seeing the same coverage for our artists yet. And maybe that's what we were just talking about. They're not there yet. But why do you think that is? And is it a matter of time? I just don't think there are enough. And someone might say that I'm wrong there. But um, I... I think there are the right artists and brilliant artists making the right kind of music that is going to get radio play and is still really good and true to themselves and credible at the same time. But I just don't think there are enough artists making that kind of music because you can't expect all Irish music to be played on the radio on daytime, especially unless it's a special. Because um, at the end of the day, radio is... Um, all about what popular music is, um, being hip-hop, R&B, etc. But I just don't think there are enough artists. That's, that honestly would be my... But I think in a few years, you, we could easily just have predominantly Irish artists being played and playing bangers on the radio all the time. What do you think about that better? Because you have... You're on the radio too, you have a show. I mean, you think about it, like, we have people like like Hosier and The Script and people like that, they're huge and like they've gone on to win Grammys and AMAs and billboards and all these things. And then you kind of think about where the music scene is in 2018 and it's kind of like there are a lot of talent like you know e Eric is one and then you got Soleil and then you got Jafaris uh, I thought uh, Hair Squared were the ones you know what I'm saying and then, yeah. and then you know whatever happened you know with them happened and then it's kind of it's kind of complicated but like there are certain people that you see who can actually go that far mm -hmm. and I get like you know, Erica touched on it earlier with the whole independent thing it is very hard to do and then because you know deals don't you just, you just don't get deals every day you know what I mean so I think it's it's really hard to say just with where we are. But I know I know there's going to be at least one person in the next year or so that's going to make it because that's how much faith I have in the music scene. Like, the amount of people that we talk to, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's just a matter of time. Definitely. Yeah, and like that, I feel like people will come up off the back of that person that really does make it to the top. Um, Erica, we have artists like Beyonce bringing out Lemonade and Stormzy's Gang Sign and Prayers and Kendrick's Dam. Is there more credibility required in pop music these days? And it is, is it important or is it okay to have a pop song just for pop song's sake? Big question. I suppose, like, then again, as I said, like, every artist is different. Some people want to just make music for radio and sync and whatever it might be, and that's their thing. Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> Tara, do you want to take that one? Can I call a friend? Um, <laughs> call a friend. Call a girl out. <laughs> the, what was the question again? Okay. I totally wasn't listening. I have to go back a page now. <laughs> I was prepared not to answer, so I just let it leave my brain. Okay, well, hop in. Whoever wants to answer it. Is there more credibility required in pop music these days? Because there are artists bringing out, like, Damn, which was so politically driven, and Gang Signs and Prayers, which was similarly politically driven, but for the UK, and Lemonade, which was, like, a piece of art. Or is it okay to just have a very manufactured pop song make it into the top ten? I, I think... Oh, did you no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, that's a very good question. Um, I think you'll get more attention if you do something that is uh, going to resonate with people and is a bit more political and controversial. But I do think people are still making cookie-cutter pop songs um, which I'm not hating on because, like, you know, there's lots of cheeky bangers out there that I love. Um, and, like, Ariana Grande's new song is my jam. I love it so much. Like, it actually hurts how much I love it. Um, but that's just a really, really great pop song, you know? But I don't think it's just a pop song just thrown out there. Like, you know that there was so much put into that because it is such a talent to make a great pop song at the same time. Um, but... Um, I think it, it like say um, Childish Gambino obviously doing his latest song was, was amazing and pe that you know went viral so I think that's a lot um, you will get um, recognised a lot more and I do actually think people will look at you in a lot more in a cr more credible light then for sure yeah so the next two questions are for everyone and they're the last two so just hop in um, we have an interview with Rebel Phoenix in the new issue and he's he's moved to America now whoop yeah, for anyone who doesn't know him, he's an Irish artist. So he moved to America. Um, quote from the new issue of District Magazine, I don't want to just be an Irish rapper. And he kind of moved to make connections and kind of further his career. Um, maybe, Erica, you can start. So as an artist in Ireland, do you think you have to move away to make it Yes. Big? Yes. <laughs> you need, listen, I love my country. I love my people. I love my family. I love my dogs. <laughs> I, like, I love everyone who supports my music and stuff over here. But I think if you want to be successful as a musician, it, you're putting yourself out there already by writing these songs about like personal experience as well. Like, you need to put yourself out there that bit further to reach. You need to reach new audiences and reach new people. Like, I've learned a lot in like the past year that like networking is just everything, as in... like. You just need to have everybody's email, it seems like nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Um, but no, definitely on the like, if you want to like reach your full potential, I think it's really important to even consider moving short term, if even to like the likes of the UK and the likes of the US. Like, me personally, I know I would love to branch out and kind of go around and come back and you know, do because when you go on your travels, like you find new things, you find new sounds, and it's just really important for like that alone for an artist to be able to grow and really really know what they're about and then your country is like wow shit like do other thing oh sorry Chris <laughs> better what do you think about that because you talk to a lot of up and comers on the scene and stuff do you ever ask them that question do you get that's the sense that you can get to a certain point in Ireland and then you've got to fuck off what do you think uh, I'm the only one up here that hasn't cursed like you honestly curse on a district magazine podcast I'll try and I mean all right. Uh, I've never asked them in an interview, but I have spoken to them off air about it. And there's a lot of people who are very, like, they really believe that, you know, you should move away. And I, I agree to an extent because, you know, with things like 
producers. You can, you know, work with people in this country, but it's a whole different ball game when you go to the UK or the US. You know, what I mean, not that it's a bad thing. It's just uh, different experiences and things like that. Um, in terms of being an artist, I feel like, you know, think about it. With tours and things like that, you don't want to just tour inside the country. Yeah. You want to tour outside. You want to touch UK, US. You want to go internationally, European. I mean, you want to go to Asia, wherever you want to go. I mean, so I think with that, it's 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 your best shot to really kind of branch out and go outside the country. Um, and then for a lot of people, they feel like their foundation is here. So because that's the thing, they need to stay here, make their name, and then build up. But there's nothing wrong when going outside the country. A lot of people think that's a big taboo thing or whatever. But there's there's really no negative. There's no positive. It's whatever yeah, like you want to do. Now. Huh? Yeah. Reggie. <laughs> I mean, Reggie's successful. Like he even came here for his uh, his tour. You know, yeah. um, I don't. Me personally, I'm not the biggest Reggie Snow fan, but I know of his music. Drama. Uh, no, no, no. It's like, I don't even know Spill him. Like, the tea. I wish I did though. But it should I, be called Spill the Tea. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you mentioning last time? Like you should be saying it, but uh, with Reggie, I don't think he built enough of a foundation to really, like you know, oh, we know who Reggie Snow is. We hold him dear to our heart, you know. But I am happy for his success that he's gone over to the UK. He's toured with Madonna. You know what I mean? Of all people, so you know, good luck to him. And if you're an artist, I feel like you should really branch out and go outside the country. It, it, you're da like damn right and the yeah, whole know, setting a foundation yeah. over here like you, you don't just like oh I'm just gonna pack up and go I'm done yeah. it's like you know lay your foundation here get yourself right know why you're going to branch into these different territories because you know if you've nothing to like fall back on there's nothing there you know Okay, let's wrap it up. So um, we'll go down the couch. Everyone can answer this. So where do you see the Irish music scene going and uh, is it headed for the charts? Do you want to go first, Erica? We're on the way. We're on the way. Yeah. No, I think de there is definitely the potential for especially like urban music in Ireland to like take over the charts. I think it's more about like, it's not that there's like, there's the artists are there. I think it's just more music. A lot of people are holding off on their projects to come out too. And I feel like the more music we put out, the more kind of, it'll just become like this like wheel that will turn hopefully with the likes of having like a couple of albums or EPs or something behind people. Just so there's always like more music than just a couple of singles. Because I think that's kind of where it's at at the moment. There hasn't really been like that many urban albums if you think, well, like, I could be wrong. That's just from, like, my own perception. But um, it's hard to kind of still focus on it when you're yeah, I agree. working I, on your I own pieces. I feel like there's a lot of know? people, like, we had Paul Allwright drop an album last week. But I feel like yeah. a lot of people that are doing really well yeah. have stuff that's about yeah. to come out. And then hopefully um, it'll be a really good year. Tara, what do you think? Um, I think it is definitely, I think maybe money is a big issue um, for artists. You see support um, from artists, obviously, that are signed. I'm not saying that people need to be signed, but having that promotion behind them when they release a project so it doesn't just get lost, you know? They don't just upload it on Spotify or upload it on iTunes and just feel that it's just going to be heard by people or expect it'll be heard by people. You need to get that support from people. And I think maybe money it becomes an issue as well in terms of getting maybe like a PR agency behind you to help you push it out there. But I do think that the music is there and there are so many brilliant artists in Ireland right now. I just think that it needs uh, it needs more support from the people. And I think people just need to be able to hear it more. You know what I mean? So just so it, you know, they can go and sell out a gig down the country just as easily they could sell a gig here, sell out a gig here. Yeah. What do you reckon about it? Uh, I agree with both of these two. Like honestly, it's just you know support. 
definitely that's one thing. I understand the whole money thing, being independent, being in a label situation, all that good stuff. It's just really, you know, putting out that good content, having the people, you know, ears open, you know what I'm saying, listen to music. Um, because we are, it's it's not like we have trash artists, some, but like, um, Shade. Uh, if it's just be real, you just have to be real. I don't mind being the villain for the music to really be put out, you know, don't don't be a yes man, be a no man and give them really crucial criticism and just put out the music. There will be, in the charts, I believe there's going to be some some noise, like for real, for real. Just quickly as well, um, a shout out to Spotify. The, yeah, there are um, some great Irish playlists on there. So if you are looking for somewhere where, because I know, I guess it's hard to, if you, there's not a space for you to go and grab that kind of music instead of just looking in a billboard chart or whatever. But go and look on Spotify for the Irish playlist because there's brilliant music being put in there all the time. And shout out to the peeps in there. Yeah, they're really, really supporting yeah, Irish artists. A breath of fresh moment. era and a new era. Yeah, the, the two, new isn't era, it? yeah. I think a new era. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Okay, uh, that was so interesting. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. So you can catch Erica Cody playing room two at quarter past ten tonight with Tara on the decks. You can also see her next Saturday at the Bulmers Live, 100% Irish stage at Forbidden Fruit. <laughs> Tara will be DJing later on, and you can hear her on RT2 and Betta's Urban Friday show every Friday morning from 9 a.m. on RT Pulse.